equal treatment under the law. It's become obvious that dual justice systems are being used in some parts of the United States. We are witnessing a devolution of American civilization like we've never seen before, and citizens are being treated very differently based on their political views and activities. They're also being denied the ability to exercise all of their rights at their discretion. Strap in tight, because we're taking on these issues today on The Rob Mana Show. Hey friends, you need to check out Mammoth Nation, America's conservative discount club. They're on a mission to get Trump reelected and keep liberal Democrats, AKA socialists and communists, out of office. These guys really mean it, folks. I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. Go to mammothnation.com. It's only $19 a year, and here's what you get. Great discounts on all sorts of products and services. You're automatically entered in the Mammoth Election Day sweepstakes. There's some great prizes, including a 65-inch Samsung TV. And you're going to love this. I sure do. I'm a lifetime member. And if you become a life member today, you get a free Trump flag and some other really great items. Once again, that's mammothnation.com. Let's go. Join us now so we can win in November. In 2020, we've seen the emergence of different treatment under the law for citizens with differing political views. Examples abound, such as in the McCloskey case in St. Louis, where a couple defended their home using firearms when several hundred angry people showed up in their neighborhood after breaking down a gate and threatened to kill them, their dog, and burn their house down while standing at the end of their driveway. The McCloskeys were actually charged with felony crimes for exercising their rights in a lawful manner. None of the protesters in the violent and threatening crowd have ever been charged with a crime. Another well-known injustice is the crime of having to use your firearm to keep violent protesters from killing you. You may have heard of young Kyle Rittenhouse, who was forced to shoot his AR-15 to defend his life when four violent Black Lives Matter protesters armed with blunt object weapons like skateboards and firearms attempted to kill him in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The crimes he's charged with? Murder, among others. Sadly, two of the people Kai was forced to shoot died of their wounds, but the one who was armed with a handgun that attacked him has never been charged with any crime. These different treatments under the law aren't supposed to happen in the United States of America, and these are just a few of the many we've seen the last few months. The latest happened over the weekend in Portland, Oregon. Portland is where violent riots have been conducted for more than 100 days every night by violent Antifa and Black Lives Matter terrorists. In that time, the leftist mayor, district attorney, and governor of the state have tried to ignore the leftist violence while restricting law enforcement's ability to control the situation, including preventing them from using pepper spray and tear gas. All the while, ordinary citizens, businesses, and homes are being attacked and destroyed in many cases. There was even a murder of a Trump supporter right on the street a few weeks ago 
where the terrorist was only killed when federal authorities located and attempted to arrest him, Portland and Oregon authorities did nothing. But this time it was a rally organized by a group considered right-wing, fascist, and white supremacist that received a different treatment under the law. The group is called the Proud Boys, and they've been opposing the Antifa terrorist forces operating in Oregon and other places around the country for several years. Of course, the Proud Boys are led by Enrique Tarrio, their international chairman, who I met at a rally in the nation's capital last year, and are to be considered to be extremist, racist, even though Enrique is a person of color, and violent because they have dared to stand against political correctness, are a men-only group, and are willing to fight Antifa's violence in kind. The damning thing is this time is the context of today. Oregon's governor actually declared a state of emergency ahead of the Proud Boys rally after more than 100 days, again, of extreme violence by leftists and never having declared an emergency. The Portland mayor actually stated that the group didn't have a right to express its dramatically opposing views in his city and arranged the rally permit to be denied and authorized tear gas and pepper spray to be used. The disparity is clear. If you oppose leftism, the law will be used against you to squelch your actions and your message. Joining us today is Army veteran, former InfoWars reporter, investigative journalist, TV and podcast show host, and you guessed it, Proud Boys member and rally organizer, Joe Biggs. Joe Biggs, welcome back to the Rob Manis Show. How are you? Yeah, I'm a little tired. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of events and traveling around. As you can hear, my voice is gone, you know. Um, but uh, I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, well, uh, you know, when I when I do my monologue and introduce you, uh, uh, you were an Army veteran, but uh, you've also been an investigative journalist uh, in InfoWars, worked on InfoWars, uh, uh, and uh, you also are according to the media reports, are a member of an organization called the Proud Boys, and you organized a rally that happened over this last weekend in Portland, Oregon. Is that all true? Yeah. Well, fantastic, because you're the guy I wanted to talk to. I'm getting sick and tired of the ordinary American being treated differently depending on your political views. It seems like those that are identified as conservatives live under a different set of laws than those that are identified as leftists in this country these days. And, and the news about your rally, uh, it, it, it really surprised me because there's been violence every night for over 100 nights caused 100% by leftist violent people with Black Lives Matter and Antifa uh, and various and sundry other leftist groups. And there's never been anything like an emergency declaration by the governor, but apparently there was for the Proud Boys. Yeah, it's amazing. It takes uh, guys from a drinking club to come into Portland to get Governor Kate Brown, and let's just be honest, the worst mayor in American history, Ted Wheeler, to do their job. They have now federalized police. Um, Mass arrests are happening. After my event, um, we recorded zero arrests on the Proud Boys side and over 30 from Antifa. Um, And... At, and after we've left, it's still continuing. They are still mass arresting um, these people. It's been 100 plus days, and Portlanders want to get back to being normal. Um, I don't, I don't understand why it took someone like myself and others to come in, um, but it did. And they might actually get a little bit of peace from here on out. Um, we need to get these guys locked up, and we need to con- t- 
to be able to keep them locked up um, because they keep doing this catch and release and these guys are going right back out there assaulting police off, uh, officers, destroying federal buildings, destroying private property, personal property, um, and, and murdering people. And I'm just sick and tired of it. Yeah, I'm glad, Joe, I'm glad you confirmed because you were there on the ground and, and, and just confirmed for me one more time. There was no violence from the Proud Boys side. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the Proud Boys were there to do a peaceful demonstration from what I saw from all the live feeds on the ground, even those from some leftists. Uh, now, now, there was a little bit of a dust up with a leftist uh, live stream kind of person, but but it really wasn't uh, it wasn't anything to speak of. And I thought that was fantastic because it really set up the situation that you just described that you saw where the peaceful side was. It was on the Proud Boys side, which is a men's drinking club for goodness sake, as you point out. <laughs> and thank you for pointing that out, too, because there's a lot of stuff out there about the Proud Boys, and all of it is inaccurate uh, from what I can see. And, uh, so I appreciate you letting us know from the ground. So was it true, though, that uh, uh, Wheeler had authorized tear gas and pepper spray to be used for this night? even though he'd kept the police from doing it the first hundred plus nights of violence and murders? Yeah, so they authorized <laughs> the use of CS gas, um, which is too dangerous to use on Antifa, but not too dangerous right. to use on us. Maybe it's because we have so much alcohol in our body that they thought that we would be able to uh, sustain long amounts of CS gas. But what they don't realize is a lot of us are veterans. We've already been exposed to yeah. it um, uh, numerous times in training and maybe just uh, joking around too. Um you know, it is what it is, but you know what? The cops are doing their job now and safety is uh, going to be restored at some point in time. And you know what? If we got to keep going back there to get them to do their job, so be it. Absolutely. And I, and I think you should be going back there because Wheeler also said that the Proud Boys don't have a right to be present and speak their voice in Portland, Oregon. And that's just not true. Uh, this this unequal treatment uh, under the law in the United States of America that we're seeing uh, in Portland and uh, lots of other locations uh, has got to be pushed against as uh, aggressively as we can possibly do uh, time and again, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, he personally named me. He goes, Joe Biggs and the Proud Boys are not allowed to be here. And, uh, you know, to me, that's just kind of flattering um, that they would, uh, you know, take the time to, you know, give me a name drop and a shout out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, like I told all the reporters that they were there on the ground, I said, today, this is a joke. I said, it's a joke. And they go, why? I go, because we're a bunch of guys who would rather be at home with our families. And it mm -hmm. took us walking out here, making a stand to restore some kind of safety. I was like, if you can't find um, the, the comedy in that, then you know what? I think America's already too far gone. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed that, uh, you know, I, I, I follow uh, Mr. Andy No on Twitter, and he always posts the stream of arrest, uh, catch and release arrests. And I've noticed that that has slowed down tremendously since the rally. Uh, so that's a good indicator <laughs> that what you're saying is, uh, in fact, true. Since they federalized the officers, uh, the federal authorities aren't going to let them get back out on the street until they're, they're tried, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched him on Twitter last night saying this is the most uh, action he's seen from the police 
in these riots, like being extremely aggressive, like finding out about a protest, getting there, yeah. removing the weapons from those individuals and, and quelling that violence before it escalates and get out of hand. Um, I think only one officer was hurt last night, and, and that's pretty low. I mean, it sucks to say that an officer was hurt, but compared to the other nights over the uh, over 100 plus days, that's kind of a miracle. Yeah, and I, that's a that's a great point. I also noticed that there the uh, folks were intercepting uh, the weapons from the Antifa folks before they got an opportunity to use them, which should have been going on for the last hundred days or more, and that none of this would still be happening probably, and Biden's poll numbers wouldn't be tanking. Uh, but so, so was it your goal as the organizer, one of your goals was to get the cops to do what the heck they're supposed to do and the authorities? Or is that just an unintended consequence? Yeah, our, uh, I'm back now. Yeah, our goal for this entire event, the first time Enrique Tario and I had a conversation um, about uh, this event. Our number one goal was to just our mere presence of being there would enact a state of emergency and force their hand, force their hand to do their job, force them to restore law and order, and uh, maybe get some of these bastards locked up and keep them in there. Well, it certainly appears to have worked, man. But. But where do you see nationally, I know the Proud Boys is a national organization. I've been at events where they've provided security and done a really good job, as a matter of fact, providing security. I got to meet Enrique, uh, who is uh, uh, not a white supremacist. Uh, all you have to do is talk to the guy and look at him for 10 seconds and realize- He's Cuban. Yeah, they're all- they're, they're, all these media types and the SPLC crazy organization, they're all liars uh, is what they are. Now, I'm not saying that the guys haven't, haven't uh, used muscle at time. And, and sometimes Antifa and, the, and these crazy Black Lives Matter people, you have to give in-kind responses. Uh, and, uh, and the Proud Boys have been the organization that have stood up to do that. But I don't see this racism, white supremacism, uh, extremist, inciting violence, other than I guess Ted Wheeler thinks your mere presence in Portland <laughs> incites violence. Uh, but uh, y'all weren't violent the other day, and I think this proves it. But nationally, where do you see all this, all this violence uh, uh, going with Black Lives Matter and Antifa now? It's obvious they're, they're nationally organized, and they have a pretty good logistics uh, effort and funding effort uh, to be able to get to different locations that are spread very far apart geographically in the United States in a very short period of time. You go to the internet and you look at trends of when Black Lives Matter. Um, black Lives only matter during election season, and we're about to be in an election. You're going to see this stuff do like it did before. The, the violence is going to calm down and it's going to go back. Sure, there's probably going to be a spike uh, right when Trump wins again in a landslide. But then after that, people are just going to understand there's nothing you can do, and it's time to get back to work, and it's time to um, maybe focus on, you know, I don't know, maybe picking a better candidate than a guy who has to call it quits by 8.30 in the morning, uh, has no energy, and needs six breaks for a 90-minute debate. I mean, come on. <laughs> and, and they won't even spend five seconds to let them inspect their ears for, for secret uh, listening devices, right? So they can hear instructions. That's, that's pretty sad. Uh, it's pretty sad, but 
it's interesting that they've been able to prop up the polls for this guy so well. I mean, at least Hillary could almost walk and breathe on her own and, and think somewhat on her own back in the 2016 race. But this guy, uh, Joe Biden, I mean, he may have been a nice guy and a formidable guy at one point, but man, he's, he's really having a tough time physically and mentally from what I've seen. And, uh, I don't believe the polling is is even close to what the reality is. You mentioned that Trump might win in a landslide. What makes you think that? I've traveled around the country so much, and I see more Trump flags. I see more enthusiasm. I see more motivation for this president. Um, you look at the Trump boat parades that are happening, um, the, the Trump convoys, the vehicles, and the thousands and thousands. Um, you don't see any energy like that for Joe Biden um, because he doesn't inspire anybody. President Trump inspires people and has been a beacon of light in a country that's been trying to push patriotism away for so long. And Americans want patriotism. Americans want to, to be able to pray in school and have our Christian values and celebrate the nuclear family. And uh, Joe Biden is whatever the far left wants him to be. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he is whatever the far left wants him to be, Joe. Uh, but do you, are you concerned at all about, like, all these generals and admirals that are coming out and supporting this guy. And uh, it seems like it's almost like it's us. You know, you're an Army veteran. I'm an Air Force veteran. I was a, a full colonel and, I, and I'm a commander. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I adamantly oppose the establishment warmonger type folks like Biden and any other political party establishment folks that want to continue this forever war madness. Uh, that's been going on for the last 20 years. Uh, but are, do you think the American people are buying into this just because they have stars and stuff on their shoulders that they support this guy? I think some people do because they think that, oh, if someone's in the military, they automatically have integrity, that they can't be bought or sold. Um, like Trump said, he called a lot of these generals losers, and let's be honest, they are. Um, just because you wear a uniform doesn't automatically give you the right to be loved, adored, cherished, and trusted. Um, that's something that has to be earned every day, and we have to strive to be good and be better. Just because I was a veteran doesn't mean or make me any better than anyone else, and I still have to fight for that trust, and I still have to fight for that honor, and I still have to prove myself worthy of position of leadership. Um, and uh, these guys have gotten so cocky, um, so empowered, and uh, let's be honest, they're Obama holdovers, and uh, they're still mad that their candidate didn't win. And they're not going to be in endless wars so they can push up the military industrial complex. Um, that's what they want. They want a guy who's going to constantly have our guys over there fighting and dying so they can make an extra buck. And you know what? Screw those guys. We don't need them. That's right. That's right. We don't need them. Uh, and uh, as one of the generals that uh, was a friend of mine when he got promoted told me, he said, Rob, they tell us there's 10 guys and gals waiting uh, to pin on the same rank that I just got to pin on whether I was alive or not. Uh, and they forget that by the time they get up to the very senior ranks uh, and yep. they become part of the corporation. Uh, and the corporation is uh, all war, all the time. Uh, and it's really sad, but I, I hope you're right. I think you're right. Uh, the American people can see right through that. Uh, uh, and I think they see through Joe Biden and his inability to withstand uh, being a president of the United States. I mean, I don't know how Trump does it. He's He's in his 70s, and, and the man is like the Energizer bunny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he takes it all on his shoulders. And, 
you guys have taken it all on your shoulders too in the proud boys and i appreciate what you do uh, uh i'm a longtime follower and uh i know the crazy media smears will go on uh, i've been smeared as a a white supremacist and a racist myself, even though I've uh, made David Duke uh, have a meltdown uh, before and got a headline for it. So uh, we appreciate what you guys do. How can folks find the Proud Boys now? I know you've been kicked off some social media sites, but how do they find them? Well, our website is endantifa.com. That's where we have all of our upcoming events. And then we also have proudboysusa.com. And then you can find me on Parlor at Joe Biggs. Roger that, sir. I appreciate you being with us. And uh, endantifa.com, endantifa.com, as opposed to antifa.com, which takes you to Joe Biden's campaign website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love our president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joe. We do appreciate it. Mammoth Nation is the discount club for conservatives. You get great discounts on name brand products and services, and the proceeds help candidates who support the right causes. Plus, the money you save from just one purchase can pay for your entire membership. Liberal Democrats are destroying America, and we can't let Joe Biden be president. It's time to join the fight. Strength in numbers. We give the silent majority a resounding voice. Go to mammothnation.com and let's win this fight together. Well, I really appreciate Joe Biggs joining us today. The history and the context of what's happening in our country today and groups like the Proud Boys uh, being smeared continuously, as well as individuals being smeared continuously as racist, supremacist, extremist, and violent, is really a challenge that we've got to face in this country if we're ever going to get back to where we can at least agree to let each other live in peace. Until next week, I'm Rob Maynard.